that's a triple play. New episodes of Conway. First gate, press play, no need to debate. AOA, check me out. Clock in, you can catch the hype. Golden Dawn, how we follow the light. Anime like life, uh, married to it, my wife. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And Lord Haven. What is going on? <laughs> also known as Gavin, um, but we like Lord Haven now. That's his nickname. So anyway, folks, we are super excited today to go into a deep dive analysis on Tower of God, the webtoon that is, season two. These cover, this is going to cover episodes 39, 38, 38, I lied, <laughs> to 52. Correct. I knew we added a uh, chapter at some point. So um, due to popular request, it was going to be 51, but you guys swayed us. So here we are. But anyway, blast of a stream. If you haven't seen that already, I highly recommend you check that out. There were some great reactions between the three of us, some great uh, things in chat going on. There, the chapters are just insane in general. Yeah, so if you really want to catch our like candid reaction to that, you'll definitely want to check out that video. But, um, yeah, we're super excited to jump into it. Make sure if you guys like the content today that you are liking, subscribing, and hitting that notification bell for the YouTube algorithm. You're sharing with your friends and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of these chapters and what did you think of our discussion? Hit us up on socials. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can hit us up on the audio-only platforms as well. That's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, etc. If you need to listen to this and you're on the go, you're going to work, you're doing chores around the house, whatever it might be. And if you want to take that support to the ultimate level, you can hit us up on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash. AOA show and join our discord we have people coming yeah. in by the day now and it's really awesome to see the community just grow mm -hmm. and grow and grow mm -hmm. so yep all these links are in the description down below so anyway let's hop into it a lot to cover this one oh, right yeah. so here we go <laughs> we're gonna be talking a mile a minute for the next hour so um Anyway, we hop into chapter or episode 38 and we're introduced to Emily, the friendly AI that basically tells you everything that you need to know. Clever so bot. was that the clever bot? Yes, the clever bot. Mm -hmm, exactly. Right. So you ask her questions. You can talk to her. You could she could ask you questions. What is the you meaning of love? You could date her. She could date you. Yeah. There's just all <laughs> sorts of things that this can do. We even see a shot of endorsey as well, which was kind of funny because we don't even see her face. And, you know, she was trying to explain love, which clearly she's having some things, you know, some issues with that because She's like, damn, I really just want to get laid. You know, yeah. and she's like, I can't because I'm this whole princess yeah. thing. It kind of sucks. But anyway, um, and we had the uh, 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 Dan basically mm -hmm. um, referring to it for actual strategical advice, you know, during a pretty high stakes test where they have to like capture the cannons rather than the flag because why would it just be a flag? And uh, Rand is making fun of him throughout that. And when we realize that this thing is not even a robot really right like we're kind of confused as to what the hell is going on um until a traveler says you know i believe you're human i can feel you breathe from here um and you're my reason for going up the tower i love you and says one day i will and this you know clear and gets hung up on and clearly emily is like fuck all that noise uh don't fool yourself you crazy monster you can and never will be a human so I or fall in love. I have no clue what any of that is about personally, um, but I'm assuming it's something we're going to come back to at some point. Obviously, why would they put it there? Rifle on the wall in Act Two, fire it in Act Three. So, anyway, moving on to the actual bulk of it here. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I keep on looking at the TV when I can just look at my phone. But uh, anyway, so, <laughs> um, so from there we uh, get kind of a test of Rand's power here, right? Because at this point, the uh, the mole pops out of the wall because mm -hmm. they're, you know, during the test. And um, then he comes up with his boy who is like some just 12 foot tall dude with just like a 12 pack at this point. And, um, you know, as we've learned, appearances really can be deceiving in yeah. this story. Sorry, bro. You're not a coon. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just not Sit a coon. Down, yeah. A coon. You could have any extremity that you want. You could have all the weapons in the world. It kind of doesn't matter because you don't have that, you know, the white hair and blue eyes. Shame. So yeah. Right. So Rand is just not impressed. <laughs> the blue hair and blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sort of. It's like whitish blue, but yeah. Um, just annihilates this dude, uh, right off the rip. And then that's where, this is where we get to see really how quick Dan is. Right. And why coon, just being as smart as he is, has been recruiting all of this like MVP, like major players team, right? It's like mm -hmm. everyone on his team is going to have some sort of extraordinary ability, whether it's just straight up strength, intelligence, etc., and speed now will win this test, right? Because if it wasn't for him on the team, Dan, 
um, they wouldn't have won it uh, at that rate, you know, yeah. based off the way, the, the way they were going. So Kuhn explains to him that he's like, bro, what are you doing? Don't rely on this. You don't want to, you know, lose yourself. And he's like, and Dan is kind of explaining what the whole deal is because Kuhn wasn't really aware. And he says, yeah, it kind of tells you everything. Even um, it even knew that some dude died like 300 years ago or that he was alive. And Kuhn's like, Noni, you know, like he just thought of that for a second. He's like, hey, yo, can I borrow that? Well, you go outside. It's not like you're using it anyway. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So he goes out. And this is where we see the snake herself, which is ironic because we actually meet a snake character in these chapters, but he doesn't last long. So Rachel's the snake. So she comes back out in her wheelchair and then she's like, oh, Mr. Dan, like, you know, Kuhn was very angry with you, right? And basically is sinking her claws or, you know, hypothetical trying te- to. teeth or fangs into him and try, yeah, and trying to kind of sway him to the side. Now, being that this doesn't come up until way later, we were like, yeah, that's bad, <laughs> you know, because we're like, how's this going to play out? Like, is he going to betray them? Whatever. So then Kuhn, with the phone and Emily at his disposal, asks if Bam is alive and Emily replies, yes. So that definitely makes some crazy, uh, for some crazy storytelling. Anyway, we get into chapter, or I'm sorry, floor <laughs> 28 here, uh, third hour outer regular test spot, uh, where we see this one squad, which this guy is like a kind of a chimchar design from uh, Pokemon, chasing down Missang, which was kind of cool because we got to see Missang's like usefulness, for lack of a better term, in this, right? Just the fact that, you know, she's not really a fighter or anything, but she could be great bait (laughs) or fit into small spaces or whatever you need. But like Mm -hmm. the team clearly knows how to utilize everybody's strengths and weaknesses a lot more. I mean, that's sort of like the main crux of this particular test here is Mm -hmm. they basically win because they just outperform the other team as far as like being more in sync and, and like, you know what I mean? Utilizing everybody's tactics. Well, Mm -hmm. Um, whereas this other team just kind of is like doing their own thing, you know, not really paying attention to what their teammates are doing or where Mm -hmm. they are and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, and it's also really cool. I just love like, just as a general note, like a lot of SIU's character designs and like the, the way that these different floors look, you know what I mean? It like really gives you a sense that like this tower is like literally its own universe. Correct. Like, you know what I mean? As yeah. far as like the different, how distinct every different floor is and, and all the different characters and people and mm-hmm. just everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we subdue the uh, the initial members of the team and then we go back to Wang Nan who's being chased down by a new character that we meet. And uh, goes by the name of Quattro, Quattro mm. Blitz. Uh, so, you know, relation to that family. E-rank regular wave controller. A man with an unstable mind, but his powers are the mm. strongest among E-rank regulars. Uses fire. So, it's kind of funny, again, because, you know, in a, in a vacuum or objectively, this guy, if it wasn't for Viol being there, would be kind of like a top dog, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny just how power scaling goes in this, right? Where it's like, you could have someone that's seemingly the strongest and kind of is until, like, there's just that one dude that's like, ah, sorry, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yep. it, today just wasn't your day. So he's also crazy, did we mention? Um, and he's trying to chase down uh, Wang, who needs to open the um, the treasure vault chest, treasure chest yeah. thing with this badass-looking key right here. That mm-hmm. thing's a unit. You could kill someone with that thing. But anyway... <laughs> So he keeps on referring to him as his chick um, and Wang's trying to hide and then Wang sees a chance to go unlock it and he goes to do it and when it gets snatched um, by uh, Blitz's teammate here, Chang, who is basically some ruthless a-hole. Um, he's an E-rank regular fisherman, one of the top five fishermen among E-rank regulars, cruel and cold-hearted. So this guy is, they're probably going to run into these people later um, mm-hmm. as we see as they, you know, the way they leave it off. Yeah. Um, but for now they're kind of, uh, it's a two on one against Wang and I mean, Wang's not even equipped for a one on one at this point. So <laughs> he's got to do whatever he can mm-hmm. exhibit a, uh, in order to get out of said predicament that he always finds himself in. So he plays to the whole, you're my chick thing, uh, by blitz and puts on like this duck mask that he just had, um, Naturally. Naturally. And starts uh, chicken and chirping away. Uh, <laughs> and, hey. and uh, you know, the crazy thing is that Blitz falls right for it. <laughs> so he's like, he's going on about like, oh, this chick and everything. And he's like, I burned it, you know? And mm-hmm. like, it's so a Wang is like, ah, shit. Like that backfired. <laughs> so he's like, you're just fucking crazy. I got to get out of here when, um, lo and behold, at the last second, Viol comes out of literally nowhere um, in his nice Sunday best dress here. Um, so anyway, he saves him. Um, and Viola's like, why the fuck are you so late? When this guy goes to attack him, realize, bang, uh, Viola realizes that this guy can control three bangs, which is the most that we've ever seen with someone, except for 
two panels later, <laughs> be able to control at the time. That is a big deal that you're able to yeah. do that. And it's not, you know, there's only a handful of people that can control three at that level. So again, kind of this power scaling thing is just funny because it's like this guy's top dog, but it's like, ah, but you met Bam. I'm sorry. You know, like <laughs> your mm-hmm. days were numbered. So anyway, so then, as I said, uh, a couple panels later, we see the three, uh, literally a panel later, um, and Bam has five. So he's like, um, here's my dick. Now, you know, I'm yeah, now eat it. Yeah. <laughs> hold my bangs. Yeah, hold my bangs. Hold my bangs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he annihilates that dude, for yep. lack of a better term. Um, and then we move on, and Wang is steady talking his shit, of course, um, <laughs> there, because why wouldn't he be? Uh, calls him a tomato. This guy's freaking the hell out. They're basically like Wang, like, Relax, dog. You know what I mean? Like, it's all good. We got him. Um, and then, you know, Chang is, like, kind of calling uh, Bam out or mm-hmm. Viol. And he's like, oh, no, I'd beat him. But Viol isn't falling for that shit because he's not stupid. <laughs> um, and he's like, the, the preservation of my team and my old team are my two main objectives because I already had everything I wanted, which is a cool line we get into later. But he's like, nothing is worth I'm not. I'm not fighting you, this, like, meaningless yeah, he's thing. He's not getting goaded by... Fucking Scarface. Exactly. He's not getting got. So uh, Wang Nan, though, is there for him to talk his shit, <laughs> um, even though he has no business talking any of that shit. Mm-hmm. So they win the test. They open the treasure, and we have a bunch of snacks in there, which was ironic. Um, and I think they even say, yeah, the hidden legendary food was just snacks, right? <laughs> they, I love how they just say that, too, as well. Um, so they're there, and... Uh, Arc Raptor and Wang Nan are talking about how they've been going pretty damn hard over this time because there's been like, I guess, a bit of a time skip, quote unquote, nothing substantial, but just basically saying, hey, we've been going through X amount of well, tests. Well, yeah, we left them off on 20, the fir- 21st floor, yeah, so yeah, they've yeah. gone up nine floors mm-hmm. already. Yeah, so yeah, because yeah. so like you don't know how much time has passed per se since that, but you know that they've developed a bond. Yeah. Obviously, even more so, it's solidified. They've been together for a while now, and, you know, so that gets stronger with time. So... And so Wang Nan is like, we've been going really hard, but we got to get to at least the 30th. He's like, just push with me for a little more. And he's like, why? He's like, well, the workshop battles in the 30th floor in two months. And he's like, workshop battle. So he explains, you know, it's these people compete to get these dope weapons. And that's when it uh, triggers something from um, Teddy Bear there, which, again, he's kind of like mm-hmm. one of the main characters of this arc in general. Um, so Kuhn, back to him, he's like, you know, how do you know he's alive? This, that, and the third. He's kind of going back and forth with Emily there. And so, you know, he's scheming something inside mm-hmm. of his mind, right? He's like, what, you know, what's happening right now? So, um, so Apple then calls Kuhn and Apple tells him, um, that remember how you asked me to find the devil's right arm a long time ago. Yeah, I remember. And she says, I found him. And he's like, what? She's like, I, I, um, someone posted on the box. I think his picture was taken by accident. It looks similar to what you described. So basically we find out like the box is basically Twitter mm-hmm. <laughs> in, a, in a sense. Right. And we also realize that a lot of the light bearers like are just on social media all day yeah, is what they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're Pretty just much. like, they're gamers. They're epic gamers. <laughs> yep. So anyway, so she, uh, forwards him the picture quite literally of the devil's right arm, um, highlights him there. And, uh, from there, we go back to the to the um, to this squad here, and they also see said picture, and mm-hmm. that's when Teddy Bear recognizes this guy, bum, bum, bum. yes, as Casano, who he says is the devil's right arm. So at this point, we were like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because it was like, you know, he was trying to hide his identity, and then we thought that Teddy Bear was the devil's right arm, and now, you know, now we got this guy, and he's like, "Oh, this guy is," but it's like it was. I also love the idea that like this picture here is totally these two niggas vacation photo and like nobody gives a single, it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? They're like, Oh my God, I can't believe we made it to this floor. And it's like, yo, who's that nigga in the way back there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. With this one random wing thing. Um, anyway, so now Coon's like, all right, we're going to hunt him down. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we need answers here. So, um, from there we go back to the squad here and we have a lot of exposition so essentially without going panel by panel here because we don't have that kind of time um teddy bear essentially explains his whole backstory so essentially he he tells you that um he was as a child experimented on Mm -hmm. up until you know teenage adult Mm -hmm. life uh with one other person um who is you know the devil's right arm or technically left arm 
Um, but he kind of goes through this horrid experimentation that they had. It was on the 30th floor and it was the actual workshop where mm -hmm. the people that were doing this because essentially the main goal is they wanted to turn him or them into an ignition weapon, mm -hmm. uh, but a living one at that because they're not, you know, they, they're not like living, <laughs> they're not yeah. living people. Right. So his name was 21. His boy's name was 29 or 99. 99 yeah. Sorry. Um, and they were the only two that had survived the rigorous testing. So they hung out. They became friends. They uh, met a doctor by uh, named Miss Sophia who cared for them as uh, a mother would, her, her sons. Um, so they finally get names as well, which is awesome, which kind of gives them a sense of identity, you know, and it's something that they're very proud of. Um, and the names that she gives them are Casano and uh, Ilmar. So those are, those are their names. So, which is interesting because I don't, did we uh did we ever hear Ilmar before no. this? Yeah, it was no. kind of a new thing, right? Yeah. So it kind of gave you a little bit more of a step into uh, mm -hmm. into Teddy Bear's origins and like yep. the fact that they even told you his first name made you, for me, gave me a slightly more of a connection, exactly. right? I felt yeah. to him. I felt like I knew him a little more, right? So they're very excited about that. They're uh you know with her until the time comes for them to be transported because they are now old enough or whatever the stipulations were to this fucking terrifying room where they see this being that I guess is the devil in some sort of sense that just is kind of formless, kept on changing its form as if it refused to have a shape. Um, and from there, we get this fucking psychopath with eyes all over his head, um, probably the worst person we were saying to play hide-and-seek with if he was it because he'd know where mm -hmm. everyone is all the time. That's just, that's just rude. <laughs> yeah, so, I always hate that fucker. Yeah, um, his name is Medox, the manager of the workshop, and I'm in charge of your experiment. And he basically explains to them what's going on. We have the chance to be, you know, to be living ignition weapons. And he said, also, out of 99,999 kids, only two of you. So that's a lot of people they killed in service of this plot. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of people to massacre just to make some living weapons here, right? Um, he says, ignition weapons are weapons that bear a soul. They're weapons refined with Shinsu bearing a soul. The ignition weapon is the strongest and most beautiful, but it still has limits since it's just a weapon, so we decided to use a living human, bo a human body, right? Which would definitely have its advantages. Um, they're also crazy. So... We go into what the testing was like, and it was horrid, <laughs> as you may have already guessed. Um, he says, you know, it was extremely painful. Ugh. And when they were done, the entity was split in between the two of them um, to their right and left side. So we got Ilmar, or Teddy Bear, as the right side, and we got um, Cas uh, Casano as the left side. Right. Um, yeah. So from there, it was, it was really shitty because from there they were, you know, they were trying to cope with the changes that were made with their body. Um, you know, their, their mother figure, Sophia kind of didn't want anything to do with them anymore. Cause I guess she realized what was inside of them the whole nine, which is really well, shitty, right? He doesn't state specifically that she was like, no, I'm not talking to you. She, he also says that there was a theory that she wasn't allowed to see them anymore. So that it wasn't her choice oh. to just stop like talking to them. Oh, good point. Contact. Okay, you're right. You're right. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. It says Miss Sophia, who had visited us every day, didn't come to see us anymore. That's fair. Yeah, uh, we never learned if she was sent somewhere else or wasn't allowed to contact us. Yeah, my bad. Um, you know, they couldn't they couldn't really uh, cope with all of this, right? Mm -hmm. It was a lot of meaninglessness in their lives. I mean, how could you? Yeah, right. And after a long time had passed, they said one day I woke from the cold. I'm strapped down and was being transported elsewhere. It was my first time seeing the roof and experiencing snow. And I thought, I didn't think about what would happen to me next or where I would be. I marveled that there was a place in the world with such beauty. So at this point, he says he wished to live longer. He had meaning in his life now again, right? And, um, you know, it was that moment above the sea that he really, you know, was able to come to the tower by, you know, heat on, um, <laughs> And, you know, and, and yes, ascend you know. it. So he's been going the whole time. And that's when he realizes that it's interesting because, you know, Casano is also climbing up the tower, but he doesn't know the motivations for Casano doing it. So Something else like, that I find interesting looking back at this is that a lot of, I mean, because he's obviously not the first one. We have uh, Rachel in her own sense. And I would even say Bam to a degree. Um, we have these characters who, you know, have lived outside the tower who are anytime they're struck with like, I guess the idea of, or the appearance of, or the sight of like something that resembles like the sky, right. Or the stars or, or just like sort of outside weather or beauty, whatever you want to call it. it like there's this, I, there's this like innate, um, I guess whimsicalness that they all get about it where they're like, wow, this is fucking beautiful. Like just look at, the, I've never seen this mm -hmm. before. And so I guess it just really nails down like the sort of like, rut that everybody lives in whether you're in the tower or below the tower or outside mm -hmm. of it right there's no access i guess to like 
the sun or, you know what I mean? Or like weather or like all these things that like we, you know, sort of just know about and live through in real life where like it makes them feel like everybody's just kind of fucking trapped in this, you know, in this globe. Right. And so, I don't know, every time like a character's like, you know, just, I guess sort of like in awed by, you know, weather or, or something, it's like, it just reminds me, it's like, wow, these guys are all just kind of fucking, you know, they've been in, in this tower, in this life for so long that they don't know what like outside looks like or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, for sure. So then we get this, you know, just add sad on sad on sad. There was just a lot of sad that happened in the next yeah. couple chapters here. Um, so at this point, uh, Teddy Bear is outside. He's sitting on a rock and Viol comes out and, you know, because Teddy Bear had asked him to. And essentially, long story short, he says, I have to leave because mm-hmm. I have to go find Casano. But I need to know if you're an ignition weapon or what you are or if Fug is part of this, like, really effed up experiment. Like, I have to check, right? Because I, it just can't – it doesn't sit right with me. There's <laughs> almost 100,000 kids died for this. So, like, I got to know that you're you're not supporting this uh, or that I that I know you don't have one of them in you as well. So, um, so then uh, we hop to the next chapter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we load. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so then we get this cool shot, this standoff here. I thought this was really nice. And then um, from there, Bam is like, I, I really can't help you, though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, right? And he's like, you know, and Teddy Bear's like, I, I, you realize, like, I'm going to, I'll have to fight you if that's it. And, like, you know, if you don't show me, like, I got to know this. This is more important than just me, some selfish thing here, right? So Bam, you know, is, I guess doesn't really have time to explain because he's uh, dodging all of these giant attacks and we get to see some more of uh, Teddy Bear's true power here. And he has that you know, he's fighting because he needs to know the truth, um, you know, for those kids who were sacrificed during this experiment. And it's from there that he uh, hits the wall and Bam uh, basically tells him that he never heard, um, or I'm sorry, that, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Answer me, Jewel Vial Grace, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember what he said exactly. I was trying to quote it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, 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 my bad. He says, okay, seven years ago when I first joined Fug, a man said, I'll teach you how to become a god. Um, God, he says, you say? Yes, God, the power to make all wishes come true, change the world, or throw that all aside and walk your own path. And I can only give you the smallest part of it now, but this power will help you choose your destiny. So that leads into where they kind of put him in this weird river lake thing like this pool of water when he sees this red streak and whatever that was obviously meant to be a mystery kind of imbues itself with Mm -hmm. him and he has this ability now so he says as soon as i laid eyes on that red light i was struck with great pain and fainted And when i woke up i felt it inside me i asked about it later but they wouldn't answer me all i know is that folks secretly hit it on the floor of the test and made a huge tank to take care of it and the water inside it is very special. It makes a sh- uh, shinhu that goes inside uh, that goes inside it huge, or enhances one's power to control shinsu. For example, abnormal things happen in there. That's what this power. Uh, when I heard your story, it felt like that your situations were eerily similar. But this is all I know. I don't know how to uh, how to wake this up, or whether this is related to the experiment or not. He says, "I'm sorry." Damn. Um, and from there, though, you well, know, was that. Was that? Mm-hmm. It, well, when you think about it, it is very similar to what happened to Teddy Bear. Like, because that's essentially there was that dragon that was just changing forms and he was, it was inserted into their body, very similar to Viole, who was yeah, in the yeah, river yeah. seeing it. And then that was in, yeah. like, like they went through the same process. And but we like, know, I guess, that for word, whatever for the thing is that, like, you know, afflicted Teddy and um, mm-hmm. Casano and Bam is like a living thing mm-hmm. because it, they referenced earlier that Fug was keeping whatever this thing of red light was um, hidden and they were taking care of it mm-hmm. so both these things are like living entities that i guess can possess people or or you know whatever yeah, or or it's almost similar to the ignition weapon in the black march you know how it was like a physical woman when bam had held it that uh-huh. you know so that is like a representation of something that is living in a sense whether it's another soul or whatever so essentially they might be able to take any form that they want or if they have a set one, which they still need like basic requirements to keep alive. Oh. So, you know, if they have different forms and this one is in the river, same one as Teddy Bear in that tank, you know, they could be kept alive in a sense and inserted into other Interesting. things. Interesting. Yeah. So. so from there, uh, Teddy Bear says, okay, I knew you weren't, even if this was a fuck experiment, mm-hmm. I knew you weren't part of it. You're not an evil guy. Uh, actually, you guys are my family. Uh, he's like... Uh, the teammates that I met since entering the tower weren't much different from the researchers at the workshop. They just needed my power. They always thought I was a monster and stayed away from me, but you were different. 
Um, every time I saw you guys in the morning, I felt like I did, I did when I saw my first snow, I knew I would have to leave one day, but I made excuses to delay my departure. And from there he gets on his like speedster bike, but he says, but it's winter, but winter is over now. And he says goodbye. So he's like, I got to do this for me. Mm. So he zooms off and, uh, that was just some really heavy, heavy stuff right there. And then, um, so he's on his way. So then we go back, yeah, to uh, Coon Squad, and they just look so badass, right? So they're oh, fucking, yeah. they're walking through here, and they're basically go to uh, this giant hand, which we get into the naming of it in a couple uh, panels here. Um, and they know this is where they've tracked down the devil's right arm. So the devil's right arm, uh, or Casano, is chilling on top of that finger there, and he's waiting. So. Then we get into the next chapter. And you know, the more I'm thinking about this dude, if Ran had just been like chill, right, and didn't like run ahead, didn't fuck with Coon's lighthouse, like we could have all run up in there together. We could have, you know, had a unified three way front. But no, Lil Coon had to get too high for his britches and run in there and start swinging his Fisher stick at <laughs> niggas left and right and like kind of fucked everything up. I'm kind of mad at him right now. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. It might have ended the same way though. I don't believe played, you they did have bombs <laughs> above that whole place, like. Yeah, you know, but they all three of them would have ended up there just faster, and they already did in the end, you know. So nothing really would have played different, and they like already that said answer, that there though. are people watching them from above. I don't like that answer. You, like <laughs> it's not good enough. <laughs> I need someone to blame. So Baby Coon is the one to blame. Exactly. Now. Well, I guess that's part of it, right? Because it's like every part of this team has their strengths and weaknesses, and when you have a character on your team that, for all intents and purposes, compared to everyone else, is much stronger, right? Until you meet your BAMs, your Urex, your, you know, people that you're just not ready for. Like, if you're just mollywopping everyone, like, they have to give you some sort of inherent character flaw, like, as your weakness, right? Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah, his yeah. is just that he is just too big for his britches, no, you it know? it makes sense. He's, yeah, 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 he's cocky for a reason because yeah. he's got strength. Mm-hmm. So, Viola goes back, and everyone's like, oh, where's Teddy Bear? Like, you know, we're, we're going to go help him find his friend. Viola's like, okay, this is just awkward now. So, Teddy Bear ventures to the, uh, to the tents and uh, asks this weird gypsy, rabbit lady uh where to find a man and she tells him that uh he is most likely at the hand or that he is at the hand and uh that he wants um that she uh wants money from him as well (laughs) um anyway so she says uh the big hand beyond the village the big hand uh people say it was a part of a huge statue that broke leaving only the hand intact people uh here call the hand of arlen so we'll be referring to it as that she says that's where the guy is, but be careful because there are traps everywhere. And, you know, this isn't something that like you probably want to go in alone with, but Teddy bear knows his purpose. He knows his meaning. He knows that he has to do it in spite of all odds. <laughs> and so, I'm just I'm remembering also, I think it's funny that almost everybody, but Coon like hears or gets warned somehow that there's traps in here. And they're like, ah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just like, yeah, I'll no, be fine. And it's like, you're not though. <laughs> like they're traps for a reason. <laughs> like you're being warned. Take the caution. <laughs> for real, right? Hey. So anyway, then we uh, we get into it, and Teddy Bear encounters his first set of traps, which he is going with. We go back to two, uh, Coon Squad, and he's telling him the bigger picture. Um, and that's when basically uh, Ran and Novik run off, or r- rather Novik's running after Ran, who yeah. ran off, <laughs> and is just, you know, character flaw here, just taking on everything by himself. He even destroys Coon's lighthouse. Um, at one point because he's just fucking off the charts here with this power. So, yeah, Coon is uh, very upset there mm. as well. Uh, we go back to Teddy Bear fighting his way through. He's like, you're not going to make this easy for me when all of a sudden he um, he meets uh, Ran. And Ran, again, kind of like kill you first, ask questions later kind of guy. By the way, my favorite panel in all these. I don't know why that picture just cracks me up so much. He's just like, Hmm. <laughs> like she's this little guy just like, huh. he's like hmm, there's yeah. ketchup in the pasta <laughs> it's just funny um, so he basically calls teddy bear fat and the devil's right arm and uh, they're about to go at it here meanwhile you know teddy bear is like what are you like what's going on bro like leave me alone for two freaking minutes would you so bam is kind of you know feeling the effects of this right now we go back to these guys they brawl in a second we get uh the miss chenny style and my whole screen's white okay um we get the miss chenny style lightning things which were cool because you know kind of alludes to the miss chenny um princess Mm -hmm. that we had as well Mm -hmm. which is really cool part of the family there 
So they are brawling. Uh, we kind of get to see Teddy Bear's powers uh, really manifest themselves here with the shield, the feet, the giant hand, etc. But then he does get cold clocked. Um, but mm-hmm. the shield comes uh, to help him out right. in this scenario. Otherwise, he probably would have been dead straight up from that. Um, and I think I'm just going too damn fast for this yeah. webtoon right now. Sorry. We had a <laughs> lot of stuff to cover. This was a long stream today, guys. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like so, literally not even loaded yet. Not even. <laughs> yeah, facts. Am I on your Wi-Fi or some shit? Let me cut this out. God damn it. This one's so fucking good, too. Okay, we just skipped that panel. Anyway. <laughs> um. Anyway, so then we get Nova coming to the rescue here, and uh, they're going to go a two-on-one fight with him, which mm-hmm. doesn't really seem too great of odds for Teddy Bear. So we go back to Bang or Bam, and then um, Bam is like, fuck that noise going after him mm-hmm. so he does it because he's bam and he can't leave any he, no man left behind nope. you know how it rolls so anyway moving along uh again papa raptor is like i already know what's going on because i'm the father here first of all machete is not allowed to talk to any boys <laughs> um you're up past your curfew okay and i clearly know that um teddy bear left because i know he looks at it and i know my own son like the back of my hand so he's like i know you all and you can't escape me so He's like, all right, Bam, don't go. And Bam's like, yeah, well, I kind of got to because I'm the protagonist of the story. So he's like, all right, whatever, fine. So then we get Wang, like the true homie, coming out. And he's like, bro, I've been waiting here the whole time. Like, are you kidding me? Like, let's <laughs> go. I already knew we were going yeah, out. Yeah, right? and Prince was out there. And then we get Yeon as well because they don't have any more of those just like sand cruisers, uh, which are just awesome. I want one. And she's like, did you realize that I'm fucking rich? So I could just get one, okay? So then Bam is on the chase um, for these folks. So that's when we get into some pretty relevant stuff going on. And this is where it's like, bear with me if I accidentally miss something flying through this. Um, but there's a lot to go over here. So essentially, Coon, half a Coon squad can't come for the various reasons, right? He says, I hope we're not fighting the wrong person. Spoiler alert, you're fighting the wrong person. So, um, at this point, Teddy Bear uh, is called upon by Casano to come mm-hmm. into the uh, the hand. Damn, and so crazy looking back when you just realize that, like, literally everybody was getting played. You know, like, you know, you're like, oh, maybe Casano's teaming up with, with, you know, Teddy to, like, it's like, no, everybody was just getting played, bro. Yeah, it was rough. So, then they get inside the hand, and that's when... um. That's when he's like, okay, that's when they're like, he. I think he's behind the wall, but we don't know yet. Next chapter. <laughs> Please stand by. Mm-hmm. Good remission. Anyway, sorry. Guys. Um, so then he realizes uh, Kuhn, rather, we go back to Kuhn, I'm sorry. And he and at the last second, not really, sort of, here kind of realizes that he, that he might be caught in a trap. Um, and so this, like, snake tongue guy just shoots a beam out of the ground into his heart, essentially, and you're like, at this point, we were like, oh, shit. If Kuhn dies right here, it's over. We're rioting. So then uh, Viol comes to uh, the weird gypsy lady. Um, what's her name? Uh, Shasha, somebody yeah. said is how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. Uh, Shasha. Um, <laughs> where's the person? She's like, it's dangerous. Kind of the same spiel. But maybe I can go with you. You might need a light bearer there. So um, we get back into the brawl here with the devil's right and left arm. Uh, he comes swinging uh, for the fences, the devil's left arm, that is. Um, Ran and Novik are thoroughly confused as to what the fuck is happening at the moment. Um, so is Teddy Bear, to be honest with you. Um, and they keep doing their thing. We go back to Coon. We see the assassin here, this snake-like character. And he's basically like, okay, this bitch paid me a lot of money. And then, boom, he's live. And you're like, How? Why? I don't care. He's alive. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and he's like, who paid you to kill me? And he's like, you think I'm going to do that? Like, you're a weakling, bro. And Kuhn's like, actually, I have this really dope armor that protects me from your bitch moves. And second of all, my name's fucking Kuhn. Is that a quote? <laughs> yeah. He's like, second of all, my name's fucking Kuhn. 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 And first of all, look at this fucking shot. Yeah, look, look at the hair flip, dude. The hair flip, bro? He's like, dude, everything. Don't matter. It's a good one. So Terrible. he's like, I think you got it wrong. Um, he's like, I'm not a light bearer because I'm bad at fighting because he's talking shit he's like i'm a light bearer because i like giving orders <laughs> it's like okay going okay like, okay yes daddy yeah right <laughs> so stabs this mofo asks him uh for all the info the guy gives him the info and then that's it and coon's like okay now you're useless and then kills him <sighs> so he now realizes that Love apple it. essentially hacked into his shit betrayed him mm-hmm. what the fuck's going on we go back to the fight here um the, that's when Ran and Novik kind of understand what's going on, but they're like, well, here we are, so we have to use our teamwork. And, you know, 
again, power scaling, like Rand and Novik actually are six squad together. I do like them. Uh, like they are mm-hmm. incredibly powerful right off the rip, but they, I mean, you know, they are facing some very powerful mm. characters. Yeah. So it's like for them to go toe to toe with these guys is pretty sick. He just impales fucking, um, Damn. uh, what's his name? Uh, Casano with that giant spear. And you're like, Oh no, that sucks. So then they get to the, um, they get to the hand here and I'm moving on. Anyway, so she knows. So again, looking at this in hindsight now is funny because um, Shasha is like everything that she's doing mm-hmm. is, you know, like this ploy. So she's mm-hmm. trying to buy time essentially at this rate, right? Because if she sees, if Bam sees the actual fighting that's going mm-hmm. on rather than just the aftermath, you know what I mean? Like she yeah. won't be able she to needs, play him. Right. She needs Teddy Bear to be dead because that will fuel Bam's rage against, mm-hmm. um, you know, Novik and, mm-hmm. and Ran. Exactly. So mm-hmm. he's going too fast for her liking. Springs some traps on him. Bam, with his protagonist energy, has to save her, not realizing that she also is a fucking snake. Um, actually, just snakes, a crazy bro. person. Yeah, just a bunch of snakes, dude. Tower of betrayal in this bitch. So, Kuhn putting two and two together here. Um, and he's like, also saying that he's like, ah, Novik and Ran are in there, but that's fine because I want to see how they match up with them anyway, which is, you know, whatever. So then he's like, all right, I'm a reverse hack. You're hacking, so fuck off. So... Then we go back to these folks. They're uh, they're doing their thing. They're fucking brawling it out over here, and that is when um, because at this point Teddy Bear thinks that Casano is dead, so he just goes like all out. He's fighting him two on one and holding his own at that point. Um, and this is a great shot. This is one of my favorite shots in it too. When Ran has first of all these clothes are just fucking great, and then he does like that little baby Yoda kick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where he flies up. It's fucking great. Uh, anyway, their teamwork to the test again, they pin him to the ground here when all of a sudden, um, out of nowhere, because he get you know, cause he gets up and he's like, Oh fuck you guys. I'm going to kill you. And then all of a sudden <laughs> he gets fucking impaled oh, dude. and you're like, what and why I need answers right now. <sighs> and that's when you realize that his boy Casano fucking betrayed him like a scumbag and just murdered that dude in cold fucking blood after everything that they went through. And that was just, to me... And, like, like I know... I, I, I feel like I say this every episode, but it's, like, the way that this tower, like, fucks people over and, like, corrupts them into turning these two people, who are quite literally inseparable, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, mano a mano, mm-hmm. um, into a stage where one is willingly ready to kill the other, you know? It's, like, mm-hmm. this tower just... It just breaks people. It's, it's fucking... Fuck, yeah. Yeah, so that's when uh, Viol comes in. And he's like, "What have you done?" Because he doesn't see the uh, he doesn't see Casano mm-hmm. anywhere to be found. All part of the plan, and you know, uh, Shasha is just fucking playing this shit up. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, he's definitely dead. Yeah, 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 100% yeah. Dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. hundred percent dead. Those guys killed him. He's dead." <laughs> yeah, right. And he's like, "Who did this?" And she's like, "It was them. It was them." And fucking Novik is like, "No, it was the other." Ugh, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I'm not giving you the Wikipedia. Yeah, it was yeah. us. <laughs> It's so great that this guy just in sake of laziness and not trying to like not feeling like explaining himself, not even knowing who this enemy is, is like, fuck it. I'll just fight to the death. Yeah, like, it's like, we didn't do it. I mean, like we were trying to kill him. So whatever. Yeah, it was us. We're going to do about it. And realizing he's talking to the absolute worst. Yeah. Nigga to and say after getting his fucking shit pushed, he's like, I, it wasn't really me. It was, it was yeah, someone else. Like, yeah, yeah, right. He's like, I probably a terrible time to say this again, but like it actually wasn't us. It was just so funny. I actually like Novik's character a lot. He yeah, cracks no, me up. Because he's like very, I don't want to say simple, but he's like very um, like realistic and like pragmatic in the way he acts. And it's funny because like, he get, again, you see this like giant dude and it's like he's like obsessed with trying to be better than Rand. So he has those personality traits. But it's funny because at the same time, he's like very human. You know what I mean? Like he's like, he has his things. He's yeah. like, I don't feel like fucking explaining this right now. Or he's like, Rand, can you stop running off for the fucking 12th time? Like we all get it. You're strong. And it's just funny. Cause he's trying to like rope all these people. He's in. got that nice, like audience perspective. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. Of everybody and everybody's emotions of what they feel and where they are in the story. Mm-hmm. Like he's the one who you as a viewer are probably like, yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's yeah. like, he's kind of making things more complicated, but you're like, Fuck! How would you even explain this the scenario to Bam? And you're like, ah, well, I, there's like a dude in the wall, and it's yeah. like, nah, I just yeah. I don't like, know. There's a flying dude in the wall. Yeah, like, fuck it, we'll take our chances. Yeah. Like, do what you're gonna do, yeah. you know? Um, so again, worst person to say that too, because then they uh they go at it and they do show and display some of their teamwork, but it's really not enough because Bam's just an absolute unit. Bam's Bam. 
Um, and he uses some of these cool moves, which Bam also copies in a second, which is awesome. Also, other thing here, why the fuck does um, he have to speak in, like, fucking whatever language he's speaking like in Spanish. when he does these things? Yeah. It's fucking it's probably like, I feel like that's, like, I don't know, like, very... It's probably from, like, the Coon family. Yeah, they all probably be. have, like, yeah. shit like that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, it was just funny because it was hard to pronounce. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, even Coon has, like, a Spanish name, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, they're, like, like from Spain. I pre- Spain you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, well, I remember, Spanish. It is Spanish, yeah. technically, but, like, Spain, yeah. like, from I think Europe, somebody European. said that, like, all of the names SIU derived from football players. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, so- soccer players. Well, yeah, but. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This is America. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, I don't know if there were a fucking American people watching to be like football, you know what I mean? But technically for us, it's soccer for them. It's football. Anyway, moving on. So, um, bam, just hits him with the fucking, the, the laser beams, <laughs> um, that he has in his hand and they are just kind of down for the count here. They're like, fucking damn. <laughs> it was funny. Rant, rant's yeah, face here. Like, I'm done damn it, Whatever, dude. And then Novik's like, again, one of these audience moments, he's like, it's been a fucking day, dude. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, so then, you know, Viol's definitely very pissed off. And uh, they're like, yo, we actually didn't kill him. And she's like, yeah, they did. When all of a sudden, Kuhn comes through the door in his grand entrance. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, your pants no. drop and you're ready to kiss him. Yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. So he comes in and Viol or Bam recognizes him immediately. Where it seems that Kuhn does not recognize him, or maybe mm-hmm. he does. It's fucking Kuhn. I don't know. I don't think he does, though, because then he gets that, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, his mind yeah. is that little switch thing later yep. on. Um, so basically, this bitch is like, I'm going to blow us all sky high. Like, the jig's up, Cotton. Everyone's going to fucking die <laughs> if you make a move Harley here. Quinn head ass. It's like, what are you doing here? You're just fucking making everything complicated. <laughs> she really is like Harley Quinn. Yeah. That's a perfect <laughs> analogy. Yeah. So um, so she's like, I'm going to blow everyone up. And she's talking to Bam through the cube. And she's like, if you don't stay still, everyone here is going to die. Slayer nominee. Like, we know who you are. He's like, oh, fuck. It's Fug. She's working for him. And this bitch is just crazy because, you know, Fug is propping Bam up to be the next god or like the God. So any of these fanatics that are on like the lower levels mm-hmm. and they're like, you want to impress God? Like do this thing, you know? Meanwhile, yeah, yeah. she's doing nothing but pissing him off. But like, you know, what does she know? Right. Cause she's like, Oh, Viola has to fill this role. Right. And I also wonder again, now looking back at this, if, um, Oh fuck. What's his name? Karaka has anything mm-hmm. to do with this because if you remember in the last time we saw oh, him yeah. he said he sent somebody out and he was like yo do me a favor keep an eye on all of Viola's friends and if any of them do anything unsuspicious like kill them have them all mm-hmm. killed and essentially that's what this whole plan is right it's to again to isolate Bam from his friends mm-hmm. um, whether that be Coon specifically um, in his group or the current group he's running with right now which is uh, Teddy Bear and Wang Nan and all them so I wonder if this is actually if, like because uh, what's her what's her name or rather, how do you pronounce it? Shasha. Shasha. Um, mentions later in these panels that she was visited by somebody and this said person told her like, hey, you want to impress God? Like, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling, a suspicion rather, that like that's what's going on here is that like whether it's Karaka specifically or it's one of his lackeys or even if it's just somebody from Fug, that Fug is basically working to try and make Bam even more sort of isolated and even more sort of in, you know, keeping oh, yeah. him a little bit, you know, focused on this goal here that they have. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. exactly. So Bam tries to, like, pull the I'm an evil guy thing, and he's like, oh, I'll spare you this time, Takoon, you know, and he's like, because he doesn't want to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I would wager to say that Bam's got the upper hand in that fight. So, um, at least in, in the abstract, right? So he's, like, reminiscing to these old times, which is just like, ah, dude, Ugh. like, this was so cool. Rip rack, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, ten bucks. I think he's dead. Bro. Yeah, right. There's just like, oh yeah, he died. Like they just gave him the fucking cold shoulder, dude. Anyway, he got robbed. But um, so he's you know, Coon's like, you're not fool me, bro. Like you're not evil. I can tell you're not yeah. evil. People, like, bro, boring. clearly you're acting grade. It gets a D. All right, yeah. you clearly didn't take as many classes as I did. Mediocre at <laughs> best. When all of a sudden Novik and Rand, like homies, again, love this this oh, squad. I love this good. duo yeah. here. Come in and try to save them, but they don't understand the full gravity of the situation. So Viol has. 
has to like reverse here. it on them, which really sucks because in any other scenario, this would have been the, per- the perfect moment for them to just fuck those people mm-hmm. up. But here we are. So then it goes back and she's like, you play that shit again? Like, oh, she's you like, know, literally nuts. He yeah. literally was like, yo, you, I'm going to do this, but you keep fucking with my friends. Like, I'm going to kill you. And she's like, yeah. oh, that's crazy. Anyway, I'm going to blow everybody in this bitch yeah, up. And yeah, it's like, yeah. what, what are you doing? Yeah, she's just like, fuck it. And she looks back at him. She's like, you're a <laughs> god, man. It's like, like to fucking turn around. Yeah, like what are you doing? Oh so she does this whole like fucking explosion behind her type thing, and we're all like, "This bitch is fucking nuts!" And she's like, "Rejoice! It has begun!" And Bam's like, "No, Mister Coon!" And that's when Coon realizes that he's like, "Wait a minute! Nobody calls me Mister Coon except mm, for Bam." Like, so that goddamn clever bot was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real, right? Um, so then we get into episode 51 here. Um, she blows the fucking building up sky high and, uh, we chill for a second because my shit won't load. How was everyone's day today? It was good. It was good. Everyone's doing good. It was all right. Lovely weather we're having anyway. So, uh, blows up the building. We're like, okay, Uh what's going to happen to Coon here? Because this, this can't fucking happen. So blows up the hand. Uh, and like not really even like blows it up per se. They mm-hmm. literally just have this like giant golem yeah, thing. Just, just make drop like a giant on it. clay doll thing. Yeah. Like, like the fucking it was whatever. like, what? So like th- that was their plan the whole time. And yep. I guess it just kind of yeah. blows and up. And it's the funny because even going it. through this uh, in the moment, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck's going to happen? But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right, Coon's going to be fine. Bam's going to be fine. I'm like going through, I'm like, all right, who actually here could die? I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess Nova could eat it and maybe ran. But like, yeah, to be fair, I just think they're too fucking strong yeah. at this point. So then we go back and we realize that it wasn't just Apple that was in on it. It was also Michael and they basically killed Gitang, which mm-hmm. sucks, dude. That's fucked up. Rip I liked him. Little, Rip chicken mm-hmm. little. I wanted to see him like actually fight and like yeah. have like a sick fight Wasn't scene, gonna man. Happen. I think Damn. he got the rang sickness or the rack sickness where it's like if your character yeah. looks a little too goofy and is used <laughs> if for it looks like anything but a person, you're beats, dead. Like you're probably yeah. going to be off. Facts, right? <laughs> so yeah. anyway, so he's just virtually feeding him poison um, and he's just like beady eyed deaded <laughs> over here. That's when Dan is just, Dan's just getting his ass whooped all over the fucking place. Yeah, this and he's like, bro. you fucking traitors. And they're like, yeah, we killed him. So what? And then Rachel comes in um, because she's like, oh, you know, like she tells him the whole plan. She's like, well, I told you the whole plan. So I might as well kill you now. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then that's when um, uh, we'll get to it in a second. Um, snake comes in standing by the way. And it looks like he's looking at her legs right off the bat. And he's like, Rachel? And well, she like, knows because remember he was in the briefing yes. back when Kuhn was talking to his team and Kuhn told them all like, yeah, Rachel's a snake. Like, we're going to kill her. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, he knows what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, because to be fair, though, when she did say, you know, that thing initially, uh, beginning of the read through, we were like, oh, Dan, no, don't you dare fall for what she's saying. Because Rachel was like, oh, Coon mm. could be like that. Well, Sometimes I just thought she was going to straight like, lie to him and trick him. Yeah, because, yeah, again, yeah. I knew, like, he knows, you know, he's Who part of the is. team. Yeah, yeah, he knows the whole deal. So I figured, like, if she was just going to, like, you know, try and fucking yeah. put one up on him. Coon had that contingency plan. She's like, please let me, like, be my legs from now on. And he's like, uh, yeah, I forgot about you. Um, how did it not cross my mind? The real traitor was right here. So it was you who asked Fug, Fug to kill Coon, wasn't it? Oh man, she was behind it all. So fucked up, dude. He's like, get lost. He's like, if you want to walk, walk on your leg, on your own two legs. And then she's like, fucking. And then Rachel who oh, can't handle no. a modicum of criticism or like insults whatsoever. Just loses it. Yeah. Literally loses it and stabs this nigga fucking 90 times in the, in the face. Yeah. She's fucking, Ugh. she's fucking crazy, dude. She's nothing, nothing but hate for this dude, woman. And know it's, oh, no, it's also wild. All right, prediction time. Rachel, part of Fug. You think I so? think. Well, keep in mind she's the one who contacted Fug. So a, she needs to know about their existence, and b, have to know people in there. She can't. Not anybody could just call up Fug and be Wait, like, "Yo, did, did, take out did it say that?" Yes, she it did. Fug? Literally in this panel that we read. All right, she, relax. Yeah, I'm just no, asking no, no, the question. No, 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 no. I'm answering. No, but I'm just saying, like, literally, like a couple chapters or like a couple scrolls up, she was the one who contacted them to bring him here to kill Coon specifically. So she must, A, have some power within Fug in general that's pretty high up to make decisions like, hey, we're killing Coon. And B, for in my prediction with that moving forward is she's literally been in this, she's been in this role in Fug and turning this wheel since the very beginning of Tower of God to even when she found Bam initially because when he was in the hole. So say... What my thought is, Fug had found out about this power living underground or something of that nature. 
Rachel then went out to go see who that was if it wasn't a regular. And with that, her task would be to get them into the tower, being an irregular with a lot of power, and see if she could persuade him in a way to go up into the tower to reach their goal, which is to kill Jihad. So with doing that, befriends Bam, and in a sense becomes friendly with him and, you know, just through their day-to-day, you know, doing shit, playing board games, has feelings <laughs> for him, games. like has feelings for him in a sense, but yeah. it's not, she knows she needs to cut him off to get to the greater picture, which is to kill Jihad. So that's where she makes that, like, decision where she's like, you know what, no, we have, a like, a bigger picture in mind. I can't, I can't hold on or latch on to Bam because we need to use him in a sense. And that even goes back to when she pushes him off the ledge. That was all planned on their part in Fug, which she would be a part of, pushing him into the ledge to then have him start at the beginning where he's almost dead to get rid of the team, isolate him, and then from the grounds up with Han Sung, even I think it goes to Hedon in that sense where he was a part of this with just kind of allocating where everything goes. And then now you have it to where he's in the bottom of Fug, building his way up. He's a Fug Slayer. And like literally she is like one of the main cogs in this gear that just got this ball rolling. And now we're at where we are now. That's an interesting that is my theory. Thought. Um, I, have, um, I have an alternative theory okay. that shares some of it. So I could get behind that she might be... F- that she might be fug, but mm-hmm. I don't know. This is where it'd be maybe a little different for me. I don't know if she was fug from the rip. Like, I don't know okay. if she was fug when he, she was visiting Bam. I almost feel that um, she, when she accidentally got into the tower and all that kind of shit, mm-hmm. that she is now kind of being used as a pawn by fug, mm-hmm. knowing that Bam is as important as she is. And like, you know what I mean? Because Bam keeps like, you know, keeps pursuing her, mm-hmm. et cetera. I could see maybe that because like the only thing I could see your theory, but the only thing that irks me, the like rubs me the wrong way is that based off Rachel's character and like she could just be that good at acting, but I really doubt it based off of her like emotional out, you know, outbursts. Mm-hmm. I don't think that her main goal is to kill Jihad. I couldn't, I don't, I'm like, again, she could be a really good actor and like, that's the thing. But like to her, I just feel she's too selfish. Like to her, that would be yes. a very secondary goal. So maybe she's part of it and says that she's going to help. And then she doesn't. Well, want to what if Fug says, we know. will give you everything that you want. If you kill Jihad, she's very, know. she's already done this much. So yeah, literally also, it could be in a we sense do know that, that Rachel can't do anything on her own. Well, all, which is also why she would be a part of Fug to begin with, because this entity of, of people would be able to physically get her to her dreams if she does everything that is told for her to do, which would be getting this power, persuading it into the tower, killing Jihad, thus allowing her to reach her dreams of where she wants to I don't go. Know. I think sense. Rachel is just a straight pawn. I think, to be honest, she's a oh, lot more... Oh, I think more she's a pawn, yeah. Of, but well, I don't think like she's a center, central point of Fug or anything. I really think that Fug is just straight using her because I think, to me, Rachel's character is somebody who's like not supposed to be a part of this story, right? She mm-hmm. found Bam. She found this person who was a lot you know, for all intents and purposes, better and stronger at her when it comes to accessing Shinsu and, and just being, you know, all around like the more important character for the tower. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't take that well at all and l- quite literally went up into the tower and basically quite literally begged Hedon to do anything to be a part of this, to mm-hmm. be involved, to be able to climb in some way, shape or form. And Hedon was ready to cut her loose and dry and be like, no, like literally what mm-hmm. you're doing shows me just proof enough that you're not, you don't have what it takes, like get out of here. But was quite literally so pathetic with him that he was like, ah, right, you know what? This is like kind of amusing. I'm going to play your game. You can climb the tower, but like, I, I want to see how far you take this. I want to see what you're willing to do to get to the top of the tower because I know mm-hmm. that you couldn't do it on your own. And so it's almost like for me, Rachel is just getting used. Like Fug, we know wants to get to the top of the tower because we know they want to kill Jihad. Mm-hmm. So if Fug knows that and Hedon knows that, and Hedon, whether it's Hedon directly who's contacting Fug or whatever, but is like, hey, there's this girl that's willing to do whatever it takes to get to the top of the tower, so, like, go ahead and use her, like, because mm-hmm. that's that's what she wants. So I don't think Rachel is in this, like, helping. She's not doing this for Fug. She's doing this for herself. It was the same thing, yeah. like, way back in season one. I think that she's just being, she is just in it for her. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I say centerpiece, it isn't that she's, like, the all-encompassing, like, leader of it. It's the matter of fact that she is a person who can directly be utilized or said task to get Bam to where he needs to be in terms of them being able to use him. And, you know, she is the pawn and the direct access to do it. And again, I agree with what you said with Hedon. Like, I think that's what the interaction happened. But like, I also think back to where, how she also initially found Bam. And I think it would be a stretch to say that she randomly found him on a strange accord and wasn't guided to that specific place for some reason. And whether she just stumbled upon someone who maybe was a Fug member and was like, 
hey, if you do this, you know, we could talk about your dreams or, you know, even went in like, what do you want to go? Or if she had tried to get into the tower prior and met a FUG member and he was like, if you do X, Y, Z thing, you know, we can get you to what you want and something like that. It's just, it's not coincidental in my mind that she just stumbled upon Bam. It had to be someone who guided her there. And I do also think that she was used, used as a pawn, but I don't know. It's there. Uh, there's no coincidence with her finding him and sure, doing yeah. what she did. So I, can, I, can get I think it's that. related to Fug. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I feel uh-huh. like my only thing is that like with, again, with Rachel's character, like it's not like, I feel like giving it some like non-coincidental thing gives the character too much like central purpose in the story. And I, again, I feel like the point of her character is quite literally supposed to be like as the relatable one is the one who finds herself in the middle of the situation that has no right to be here. Meaning nothing she's done like should have put her in the place that she is other than all the back. Yeah, but keep in mind from people that we've talked to who read like who've read the Tower of God in fruition have also said that they do feel some sort of emotions and not so much a negative light toward the end of it because of the decisions that she made. So it, with my mind, there had to be some sort of turning point to where it is relatable and understandable as a human, not essentially make her a centerpiece of it all, but like in some way it justifies, and I say that very loosely, justifies what she has done to a sense where you can relate to her as a person. She's definitely very mysterious yeah. and just the worst kind of and the person. the worst kind of person, she literally. follows up stabbing him by saying, you don't know anything. I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're fucking crazy. She's just and, a lie. And that's the thing. She's just fucking psychic. Yeah. Anyway, so Bam's a little fucking torn up over this, as you can see. Um, this is when the rest of the squad gets here and a uh, little too late, unfortunately. Because um, this rough. wasn't before, and I'm sorry, I, I glanced over this at first, but um, uh, Viol says, yo, follow us. Mm-hmm. He's like, follow, like you could you could follow us now. Uh, or no, no, no. no Maybe no, no, he no. says it we this chapter, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, my yeah, bad, my yeah, bad. Yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, as this loads anyway, so squad gets here. Um, okay. That's when they're like, Oh God, my fucking head. So then they get up and, uh, Viol's like, yo, come with us. Um, cause she's like, I'm gonna kill you. I'm crazy. <laughs> and, uh, Rand is like, I'm going to fuck you up. And again, Viol knowing like the, the backdrop to this can't afford this other, you know, this other brawl right now. So Viol's just like fucking relax. Everyone just relax. And by the way, I just copied this guy, this guy's move on the fly. So that's pretty cool. Um, And he's (laughs) using Kakashi, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. Fucking insane. insane. So he's using the lighthouse to talk to them. And he's like, just follow us like, please. And they're like, why would you, he's like, dude, just fucking follow me. please." (laughs) (laughs) Well, So there's, there's a line that he says though, where he says, I don't want to fight any more of Mr. Coon's teammates. And Rand catches on and says, what do you mean Mr. Coon's teammates? So Mm -hmm. like very clearly, I'm assuming once they work together, you know, it's going to be pieced together that bam is somebody that used to work with Coon and, and, or that they're friends and all that. Yeah. And he says, I'm sure he's alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then from there, they're all searching and they're like, yo, where you at? Viol. Throwing Uh, fucking bombs. Like he's dead. So they're like, Hey, hey, Oh, and then that's when Wang is like, Hey, Mm -hmm. there's someone down here and it's Coon. So now it's going to be interesting because we're going to have this like reversal, Mm -hmm. um, of, you know, of team, right. Where it's like now half a Coon squad has to go with Viol who gets taken from his. And then, and then Coon's going to get integrated into, to the squad that we've, one. you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. to Wang. It's literally going to be, have you ever watched the TV show Wife Swap? That's exactly <laughs> what it is, dude. You got the two no, wives just switching. No, you never seen it? Never, oh, It's once. like literally two, they switch families for a week and like try to live out lives, dude. That's exactly what's going to happen. the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. Why, it's hilarious, why but that's we, what they're doing. I don't know. It's for I money. Mean, they're not wives. It's for money. So. It's for money. <laughs> no, but they're daddies. And obviously it's just daddy swap now. So oh, man. we're going to figure that out. Yeah, that's wild. So those are the chapters that we yep. read. There were, uh, was a lot, like I said, to it go was. over. Talking a mile a minute there. Uh, if I glanced over thing, yeah, anything, yeah. Apologies. Um, you know, just a lot to cover in that. Definitely make sure you check out that live stream, though, because it was a blast reacting to all that. Has a whole new yeah. light. I'm curious, where do you guys think this is going to go? Like this with this whole team swapping thing now, like how was how is this going to play out? Well, I mean, obviously they got to get to the thirtieth floor, so yeah. I feel like that is just because like both of those were be converging on that point anyway. Correct. And Shibasu's team, the OG's team, is going to mm-hmm. meet there too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the next point. There's yeah, got to be. I'm something. kind of feeling like it's going to be <laughs> maybe it's just wishful thinking, but like a three way thing, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like we get to the thirtieth floor and then Shibasu, Shibasu's team 
you know, Kuhn's new team, yeah, which yeah. is Viola's old team, and then Viola's, like, they're all gonna, you know, meet up in yeah. some way, shape, or form, and it's gonna be like... It'd be funny, too, if Viola is like, you guys have to act with me and, like, fight them, and so we get, like, Ran and Novik, and then Kuhn is like, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, he knows it's Or it's, like, now, like so Viola like, and, like, Wang end yeah, up, you know, yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh, what the fuck's yeah, going it's on? Like you were yeah. there the whole time, but, like, Or, like, Viola and, like, Sheba's in That's what I want to say. That's what I want to say. what the fuck? No, those are, that'd be the most realistic one because Shibasu and squad has mm-hmm. no, no fucking goal. Well, Shibasu I mean, himself like, kind of knows. You can't, if you put, I feel like anybody from, you know, I'm, I'm when I say Kuhn's team, I'm referring to like Kuhn and Wang right yeah, now. Yeah, and, yeah. And Vi- if you put anybody in Kuhn's team and Viol's team against each other, other than like Shasha and anybody, um, <laughs> like they're going to be like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like there, there is going to be no cause for conflict. But yeah. that's, so that's why I think Shibasu's team is important because it introduces a third party that is for not sure. acquainted yeah. to the situation. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, who is this long haired nigga? What's yeah, going on? Yeah. Yeah. I got to fight him. Or maybe yeah. it'll be like Enderosi uh, or Anakwa. You know, I know. Whoever. It, it, it's a blast. Yeah. And I couldn't be more excited to get into these next chapters. Mm-hmm. Make sure. If you guys enjoyed our discussion today, that you are catching our live streams. That is Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will do uh, live read throughs of Tower of God before we analyze it on a little bit of a deeper level. But anyway, folks, if you enjoyed the content today, make sure you're liking, subscribing, and hitting that notification bell. Commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of our discussion? What did you think about these chapters at large? How's your day going, by the way, too? Let us know how how you're (laughs) doing right now. Yeah, what's going on? Talk to me. Anyway, (laughs) talk to me. (laughs) thank you so much for watching, folks, or listening. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace. Later. Peace.